This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, C's in your A, dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound on a Monday with a brand new week. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Pierre Delecto. And who, and who is and who is Pierre Delecto? <laughs> I was uh, tempted to go with the Astros and Nationals because I do love the baseball, but Pierre Delecto is the fake name on Mitt Romney's burner Twitter account. Mitt Romney has a burner Twitter account? Yes, in which he would defend himself and comment on the news of the day. It's quite an amusing story. And the alias he went by was Pierre Delecto. <laughs> it's so good. And and how did he get caught? Uh, somebody, uh, I, he mentioned it, and somebody, he mentioned that he might have one, and somebody went and found it. He mentioned he had a, a, a burner account, mentioned the number of people that he followed, along with some of the people that it were, and the internet figured it out. Right, mm. exactly. But in an unprecedented yeah. departure from format, here are your top five rejected Mitt Romney <laughs> burner Twitter account names. Number five, Mitt Romnot. Number four, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Number four, getting back to the French theme, Alphonse Delicious. Number three, Francois Trouser Pony. Number <laughs> That's not very Mitt Romney. Number, That's very Twitter, though. Uh, yeah. Number three, Gee Giggity. And number one, number one, fake Mitt Romney rejected Twitter name, Henri Pretty Panty. <laughs> Great God above. In keeping with his personality, you would think if he had a burner Twitter account, it would just say, this is not Mitt Romney. That's <laughs> right. the sort of thing he would do. Uh, I've gone with Steve Smith as my <laughs> Twitter account. It's a very nondescript name. Did he say any things that were, uh, was he beaten up on Trump mostly? Or? Oh, we'll get into it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, catch up on the stuff from the weekend, what has happened and what has not happened as we march toward impeachment. I'm looking at the headline on the front page of USA Today. Buttigieg surges. Iowa up for grabs. Yes. Edge, edge, they say. So uh, Mayor Pete is uh, in the top three in Iowa now. Huh. So it would seem, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an appealing feller. Oh, heck yeah. And then you have a young guy, Buttigieg. Buttigieg. They're saying how to say his name. Boot Edge Edge. <laughs> yeah, that bit didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> it was worth chopping it. Exactly. Exactly. You'll try it out uh, the next stop. Sure, I saw, sure. I saw Mayor Pete on um, Fox News Sunday yesterday, and he was really good and reasonable as he usually is. And you know what else he, he is? He's a guy who will go on Fox News Sunday. Right. Which most of those candidates won't do. Right. And he goes on there and he's fine. They didn't assault him with a sock full of pennies when he showed up on set? <laughs> if he were not in a position where he had to appeal to the far left on the primary trail, I think he would have crafted for himself uh, an extremely mainstreamy image. Yeah, he Why certainly not? could if he uh, if he got the nomination. Anyway, we'll talk more about all that sort of stuff coming up a little bit later. Uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody on the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hired this morning, Michael. I'm doing good. I went to Target yesterday, and um, but I had a very weird experience. I've talked about this before. Clerks that are really slow, where I've been tempted to just grab the items, start scanning them for them, because I'm 
it just drives me crazy. But yeah. very <laughs> sweet. How about if I run around uh, behind there and uh, take over? Very I think sweet. I could probably get trained up in the time it's <laughs> taking you to just do your job. <laughs> no offense. There, there was one person in front of me, and it was a you know a husband and wife, and they had a bunch of items. And uh, the clerk, she was grabbing one item, and she would scan it, boop. And then there would just be tick, 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 tick. Then she'd grab another item. And then what made it worse was there's this pile, and she was picking through. Let's see, which one would I like to do next? Instead <laughs> of just grabbing them and doing them, she would actually like, okay, I want to like, do the red items and then maybe the blue items. And I've never seen anything like this. And I, oh. <laughs> the smartest thing I've learned in the last couple of years on this show is to quit looking for the shortest line and observe briefly the person that's that doing mistake. the job. Yeah. Yes. That is the key. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd have known that my whole life. Oh, yeah. Because that person might have a longer line, but they're clearly on top of it. Yeah. That guy is like 28 years old. He's just like hustling. He wants to get this done. And I didn't and, want to uh, get up the and leave get because I thought it would be rude. I want right. to hurt this sweet lady's feelings, but... It, uh, oh, what? No, you sigh loudly. You visibly <laughs> roll your eyes. You throw your hands up. Ah! You and shake you, your cart as you're backing it up. Right, and then <laughs> unbelievable muttering angrily, and then you go to the next line, Michael. <laughs> you shake your cart as you back up to make sure they know right. that you're displeased with right. them. You know, right. one of the grocery stores I go to, they, they obviously hired somebody who wouldn't completely be hireable in a in a dog-eat-dog-if-you're-just-going-for-the-best-person sort of world. Okay. Which I admire. I do, too. And I go back and forth on the, um, you know, is that is that just a, a great... Well, it's obviously a very nice thing to do. And, uh, and very helpful for this person in their Probably life. Probably a reward in heaven. Probably. But do I need to wait in that person's line? Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Forever. That made me sad. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well now. I'm sure you guys know this. It is International Day of the Nacho. No, it's not. Uh, it was, <laughs> I'm sure you know it, this. It, it, as the rumor has it, it was on this day in the year of 1943 when wives of U.F. soldiers visited a restaurant called the Victory Club in Piedras Negras. Uh, after it had been closed for the day, the uh, the the cook who was there, uh, we're, we're closed. We don't have our usual stuff. He had some tortillas, had some cheese, some jalapenos. He cut them up into triangles, and boom, that's how nachos were invented. But I only bring this to you because after the smash uh, single hit success that was It's Raining Tacos, yes, the people who brought you that have brought you yet another one. I bring you, on International Day of the Nacho, all the nachos you can eat. All the nachos you can eat. Okay. Oh, boy. You know, I tried so hard to hate it. So uh, my kids will enjoy that. Hold on, we get to the ingredients of what might be on the nacho here in a second. No, I'll jump ahead to that part. Particularly like that part. Muchas gracias. <laughs> Never before have love and hatred come together so clearly in my mind at once. Much like a nacho. Many things coming together in a delicious thing. Ah, right. Was that Pierre Delecto or whatever his name is weighing in there? That's right. Lead vocals. Muchas gracias. <laughs> there is Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I, uh, I am feeling good coming off a very productive weekend. Now that I have sworn off scratchers and lottery tickets forever, 
I can't bring home the bacon anymore, but I can bring home the butter, beef, and later this morning I have oh, samples right. for all of them. Wow. Yes. Fantastic. Wow. It is the butter, butter. beef. It is beef. It's delicious. It is butter. It is beef. It is butter, beef. <laughs> yes. Supercharge your colon, folks. Here we go. <laughs> Grease the skids. Right. Exactly. <laughs> It's like WD-40 for your guts. Here we go. Oh, boy. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, October 21st. Man, we're we're just uh, 10 days away from Halloween. Uh, This is year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. But is this a quid pro quo? Let's Uh. begin analyzing precisely according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Little flat ball. That is trouble. Twenty times over the weekend. If you're into the baseball, that was as flipping good as it gets. I'm super on the Astros train again, like two years ago. Love that team. How can you not like the Houston Astros? I What's do. not to like about that team? I'm a fan. Team? I love them. They got a child at first base, <laughs> second base, wherever he plays. Well, he's <laughs> second base, third base, wherever he plays. He's a stocky little fella. He's a child. Careful what you say. He runs around with a smile on his face like a little kid. I think that's why people like him. <laughs> well, yeah, he runs around with a smile on his face. Heck yeah! And then he hits the winning home run, and he said. That home run didn't win the game. What won the game was that double play ball. What won the game oh, was a guy walking. Him. He's a teammate. So fantastic. He's my hero. What's not to like? Jose Altuve. Um, what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, we got U.S. troops in Syria on the move, moving into Iraq. Elizabeth Warren getting ready for her big reveal. And how old? But is... she's gonna reveal her. <laughs> and how old is too old to trick or treat? Coming up. I like that one. Elizabeth Warren finally feels like she's got to come up with an answer of how you pay for a $30 trillion program because she's been getting beat up on it enough. So I don't know what she's going to say. Um, we'll, we'll mine the moon for, 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 for gold or something. I don't know what she's going to say. I'm going to knit potholders. <laughs> Put them on Etsy. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, outstanding. Weekly shower thoughts and much more. So much to catch up on on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know what we've got to revisit since Joe wasn't here on Friday so we can hear Joe's commentary on this is uh, Hillary calling Tulsi Gabbard and Jill Stein Russian assets and whatever's going on with that thing. That's become so popular now. I mean, obviously the Russian collusion thing stretched on forever. Moscow Mitch. It's a huge thing on the left for about a month, I don't know, six weeks. Mitch, uh, Mitch uh, McConnell's somehow a tool of Putin because he opposed something or other. I just The Atlantic has an article on it, how <clears throat> Hillary Clinton boosted Tulsi Gabbard, but I like the first line of it. What was Hillary Clinton thinking? Yeah, no kidding. What was that? Anyway, if you didn't hear it on Friday, we could uh, replay that for you. Yeah, yeah. Mailbag. I would give you freedom, love, and quote of the day, but they updated the software on these computers, so now they lock you out every five minutes. Mm. And I just looked down and realized I was locked out. It didn't take me too long to sign back in and grab it, so never mind. What percentage of the time do updates make your life worse? 
studies that should be done in a study. At least in some ways, virtually all the time. But Celebrity uh, birthday, it's a day late. Yesterday would have been Tom Petty's 70th birthday. Jeff in Bend pointed that out. I love Bend, Oregon. Uh, maybe we can play a little Tom Petty music. But he died from opioid addiction, more uh, or less? Overdose, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, which is a shame. New York Times did the longest article I've ever read in the New York Times on fentanyl on front page Sunday yesterday. Oof. And I got a bunch of highlights from that, that really interesting stuff. Talk about that later. Yeah. Holy cow, we need to be more afraid, not less of fentanyl. Oh my gosh, that's And stuff. I mean, it's coming from China. A, a baggie you could stick in your pocket could kill a million people. I mean, it's just astounding. Yeah, China's trying to kill us. On a lighter note, because everything's a lighter note, here are your weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Thanks, Rich. Shout out. Hope you're good. Getting in shape sucks, but being in shape is awesome. Getting fat is awesome, but being fat sucks. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, That's pretty true. But let's move on. Why would I? Have this? <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. How creepy would it be if a baby was born laughing instead of crying? <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of a horror movie. But why? You got a picture it. The kid comes out. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa. That is Whoa. Probably... Whoa. Yeah. That freaking. It makes a difference. That other one, that other one, not to dwell on it, but is, is really pretty interesting when you think about it. For me, anyway, maybe, maybe you, you, maybe you're one of those weirdos that you enjoy getting in shape and everything like that. Some of, some of you weirdos are like that. <laughs> but for the rest of us, it's like pain and misery and denial. Right. And then you get to enjoy being in shape, but uh, all day, every day, for the rest of your life, if you want to continue to be in shape. Sometimes you can get your emotional state to a, yeah, this hurts and sucks and self-denial, but man, I'm doing it. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm proud. I'm feeling good. Has that person ever laid on the couch and ate chips? I don't know. Because that's pretty good, too. Oh, it's fantastic, yeah. (laughs) Um, So some of us have a much harder time getting to that mental state than others, I think. Uh, if World War III or a plague broke out and killed a million people every day, it would still take 21 years to wipe out the human race. There sure are a lot of people. Mm. I didn't verify that in math. I wonder if that's true. It could be. If water hydrates you and salt water dehydrates you, there must be some critical water-to-salt ratio where you neither gain nor lose hydration. That's okay, fine. Why don't you experiment with that and see what you come up with? Uh, let's see. Uh, the first dog to pee on Mars would temporarily be the dog lord of a whole planet. Yeah, no kidding. That's right. That would be that dog's territory, as we all know. And uh, if future historians don't know how to decode multiple layers of sarcasm, the Internet is really going to throw them off. That's one of the things I wonder. I'll bet it's going to be one of the more complicated things for AI to ever get right. Artificial intelligence. Picking up when people are being sarcastic. Or really dry, anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could be, that will be extremely hard. And you almost need to know the person's personality. If I'm looking at Ian Bremmer's Twitter account and he writes, this is a good idea, I know he's being sarcastic. Right. Right. But if you looked at somebody else's, it's... Mitt Romney or Pierre Delecto. Right. 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 To put this into context, writes Travis, I'm a newborn fag, barely a month old. Oh, so he's a new listener to the Armstrong and Getty Show, friend of Armstrong and Getty. Welcome, my friend. A few weeks ago, I learned that you had a fourth hour. My local station has another show on. So I got the uh, iHeartRadio app to get all four hours. When I heard that podcast, I listened to them. Uh, with playing with the app, I saw I could get two times speed. 
Guys, on two-time speed, you all sound like a tree full of chipmunks whacked out on meth and Viagra. (laughs) Wow. Run for your lives from those chipmunks. I don't do the sped-up podcast thing. I suppose I should try that. I've heard complaints of people that when you do it, they find normal conversations. You get to a point oh, where it's that's just not impossible. Good. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what we need is another way to alter our brains that you can't deal with real life. I can yeah. no longer stand in line for two minutes without staring at my phone. Now I can't listen to conversations because it's too slow. Right. Make yourself even more psycho. Ooh. Uh, good morning, guys. I'd like to report that here in Dallas, Texas, we had a tornado rip through town 20 miles away, damaging hail, wind, lightning all night long. Woke up this morning, still had power, unlike Cal Unicornian. Cal Unicornia, funny how that works. Keep up the great work and keep the Biden sound bites a coming. But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Will do, my friend. <laughs> Will do. Um, that is the uh, gift that keeps yeah. giving right there. Oh, are you kidding? The Corn Pop story. End of our careers. Please. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Yes, that has been established. Stipulated, as they say in the uh, world of attorneys. As a person asked me IRL the other day, was he telling that story to a bunch of kids at a swimming pool? Yes, he was. It, yeah, <laughs> it was. It was families and the kids. Hey, had, Esther. Is Esther? You know how you used to bu- take your razor blade and hit it on the what? No, no, no. no. You talk to anybody who knows what they're doing, national polls are pointless when it comes to presidential races. That's not the way we choose nominees, and that's not the way we elect presidents. I don't know why we look at national polls, but everybody does. State polls matter, particularly the early states. And this is big news. This is the first big news in a long time that Pete Buttigieg is tied for first. Well, he's in the running of the top three, 18, 17, and 13, and it's within the margin of error of first place, but for Biden, Warren, and Buttigieg. Finally, mm. somebody that's not Bernie, Elizabeth, or uh, Biden. And Buttigieg is good out there. He was good on the debate stage. He raised the most money of yeah. his entire campaign on last, whatever day, Wednesday, the day after the debate. The more see him, the more like him. Yeah. And that's meaningful. And uh, there's an old saying, I forget who gets credit for it in politics, uh, good gets better and bad gets worse. Mm. In that... You're Hillary Clinton's, you're Kamala Harris's. The more they're exposed, the worse they get. <laughs> Good grows, though, and they usually get better at it. But anyway, that's significant news. Yep. You end up with a race with Buttigieg in the mix. Thing, that, things get exciting then. <whistles> Who knows where that goes? Wow, because he will go after Elizabeth and her pie-in-the-sky plans with intelligence and vehemence. Yeah. The two ences. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get the news now with Marcia Phillips. Now, President Trump has indeed ordered the bulk of the approximately 1,000 uh, 1, U.S. troops in Syria to withdraw, and Defense Secretary Mark Esper says those troops are not going to be coming home just yet. The current game plan is for those forces to reposition into western Iraq and then to uh, two missions. One is to help defend Iraq, and two is to perform a counter-ISIS mission as we sort through the next steps. Esper telling the reporters that the troop withdrawal will take weeks, not days. The withdrawal coming after the Turkish President Erdogan made it clear that his forces were about to invade Iraq to push back Kurdish forces that Turkey considers to be terrorists. You know what story bubbled up briefly over the weekend, and I don't know why it uh, isn't getting talked more about during the mix of this whole turkey thing. Do you remember several years back when you had a bunch of uh, guys 
who who were supposed to be Turkish diplomats, but were clearly bodyguards for somebody. Oh, right. In suits, beat the crap out of a bunch of Americans. Oh, yeah. In, in, were, in Washington, D.C., I they think. They were right. Erdogan's bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. So, you, yeah, so you had some people in America that, you know, of Turkish descent with some signs and stuff like that. And Erdogan's thugs beat the crap out of them on yeah. the street in the United States of America. And we let them get away with that. Let them just get on their plane and go home. Oh, we issued a stern statement, Jack. You got beaten up in America for voicing your political opinion mm-hmm. and, and the, the Turkish thugs. I remember watching the video over and over again. You had these guys in suits and ties who, when they went to start you know, kicking people and pushing them down, were clearly fighters. Yeah, we were howling about it, it was, on the show. It was an but... awful situation. Yeah. And for some reason, we let them do that. That's the kind of country Turkey is. Well, they apologized. It was a misunderstanding. We've retrained our personnel. Yeah, come on. Well, you combine that, and that happened during Obama's tenure. You combine that with the China NBA thing. You got a couple of dictatorships around the uh, around the world just doing whatever they want in the United States, and us putting up with it for some reason. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, we've got Vermont Senator and Democratic candidate Bernie Sanders using his rally over the weekend as an opportunity to tamp down concerns that his health could get in the way of him being president. To put it bluntly, I am back. Wow, listen to that crowd. And he brought along... There's a lot of candidates don't ever get a crowd that sounds that enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah for instance, the front runner. Yeah, Biden, Hillary, yeah. Mitt... Right. A lot of people that uh, end up being the nominee who never get crowds with that kind of passion. And Bernie brought along a uh, bid endorser with him, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who praised Sanders for being a trailblazer. An enormous amount of the House of Representatives endorse Medicare for All. That's thanks to Bernie. <laughs> Cartoon mouse there getting a huge ovation. (laughs) She does sound eight years old. She is right about that, though. She drugged the whole party over to his side, and they're talking about his stuff. She's right about that. She got them real eyes. After repeatedly being targeted by other candidates in last week's Democratic presidential debate for not saying if she'll raise taxes to pay for her Medicare for All plan, Senator Elizabeth Warren said she's going to release details about how she'll pay for the plan, quote, Within the next few weeks, speaking at a campaign event in Iowa, Warren said, what I see is that we need to talk about costs and that she would go ahead and outline her plans for covering those costs very, very soon. I like Buttigieg's line on stage when he's looking at her. You got a plan for everything except for how to pay for that. That's a good line. Yep. Uh, Oh, by the way, heads up to our friends in the nation's most populous state. The wind is going to be blowing again this week, and that could mean controlled power outages for thousands of customers up and down California. I I tell you what, I think the second go-around, people go nuts. Yeah, I I just I want to bring everybody in the rest of the country to their knees with laughter. You see, when the temperature changes like a dozen or 15 degrees uh, over the course of a couple of days in California... It gets windy. Yeah, we know. That happens everywhere, uh, says the rest of the country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in California, they have to shut off all the power. <laughs> because it's uh, just so scary. Uh, I have I have enjoyed days in Chicagoland. I have enjoyed days in New York, where it went from X degrees to 15 degrees cooler in the space of three and a half hours. And they seem to be able to keep the lights on. You kidding? I'm from western Kansas, literally the windiest place in America. 
and uh, and the temperature can change sixty degrees overnight. And wow! Uh, oh yeah! It's oh, so easily you can have a day where it's eighty, and the next day twenty. Not not a, not a thing. Right? You play golf one day, the next day you're just you got your parka zipped closed. <laughs> Somehow the power stays on though. Halloween not very far off now. The question people uh, wonder about often is just when do you tell your kid they should stop going door to door asking for treats? At what age? There's a survey Th- from... 30? Is it below 30? It is below 30. <laughs> there is a survey... They still live at my house, so I assume we're going to still do father-son things. Wow. You're 30 years old, <laughs> take me out trick-or-treating. That'd be a good way to treat your 30-year-old, kind of a sarcastic, mean-spirited, oh. not-good-parenting way, but... Oh, no, um, no, 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 <laughs> that last part I'm not sure I disagree with. That would be pretty good parenting. That would be good. You put up a tree and Santa Claus came. Since you still live here, I'm going to still do this. You're going to live like a boy. I'm going to treat you like a boy, oh, boy. Geez. Oh, my. Oh, oh message sent. <laughs> A survey from the Today Show found about 73% of uh, those who answered said kids should stop trick-or-treating between the ages of 12 and 17. I find that a little broad. 12 well, 17, 17, clearly you shouldn't be trick-or-treating. Yeah. 12, though, that, that depends on the kid. Listen, yeah. I will tell you this. As a guy who's raised three children and lived in neighborhoods with lots of trick-or-treaters, right. my daughter, my youngest, Little D, um, and her friends trick-or-treated past the age that I'm comfortable with, but they were painstakingly courteous when they did it. That makes a difference. Absolutely. You got some surly 15-year-old who, uh, practically not even in a costume, says, yeah, just holds out their bag. (laughs) (laughs) Their pillowcase that's already got eight pounds of candy in it. Yeah, yeah, that that is completely unacceptable. You got a a bunch of costumed 16-year-olds who are courteous and cheery and friendly. Come on, that's neighbors getting together. They can have my candy. All the difference. There you go. And over the weekend, the Astros seal the deal. Altuve has just sent the Astros to the World Series. It is going to be the Astros against the Nationals in the World Series after their 6-4 win Saturday over the New York Yankees. Fox and MLB could have had Yankees-Dodgers and all the revenue that comes with that. They got Nationals-Astros. Which have uh, smaller well, fan bases. Well, yeah. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And I'm super into it, but I realize that uh, your your regular season, whoever's playing football on a Thursday night, will kill the World Series in ratings. It's just the way it is. It could be. Yeah, yeah. All right. I like those teams. The problem with Yankees-Dodgers would be that one of those teams would win. <laughs> <laughs> that that would ruin it for me. <laughs> oh, you weren't here Friday for Ian Bremmer's blasting of uh, LeBron James and the Lakers are the perfect team for a guy like that and went on a bit of a Lakers hater rant that was fantastic. Wow! <laughs> yeah. The multifaceted Mr. Bremmer. Very entertaining. So, um, w- w- why is Hillary calling out some candidates as Russian assets? Uh, we-, we should reset that if you didn't hear it. It still is a mystifying to most people as to what the hell she was talking about. Um, among other things, and then it turns what an out off-putting old bag she is. I, I hate to be so frank. <laughs> is that disrespectful? You don't hear that sort of commentary out of a lot of pundits. <laughs> yeah, what an well. off-putting old bag! <laughs> off-putting old what? bag. Hillary Clinton said wow. yesterday. I stand by my comments. <laughs> like Sean said the other day, I'm not ready to issue an apology at this time. <laughs> Right. And Mitt Romney's burner Twitter account. We have yes. more on that. Fantastic. We'll introduce you to Pierre Delecto. <laughs> on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. What is the largest drug transportation network in the world? It's the U.S. Postal Service. Not on purpose. Not much they can do about it. Mailing fentanyl around the world, thanks to the Chinese. More on that later. Uh, Longest article I've ever read in the New York Times over the weekend about fentanyl and uh, the dangers of it. And it's, it's really still not getting the attention it deserves. Um, it came late in the opioid crisis thing, and people kind of mix it all together. It's it's its own thing. Oh yeah, it's much bigger than the other opioid part. It's a bigger problem than AIDS, car crashes. What's the other one? Uh, oh, uh, there's another example of those sorts of things. Th- at th- at their height, mm. it's a bigger deal than that. Wow. Wow. And, and just not getting the attention it deserves. Yeah, well, and it is tied to the opioid thing, certainly, but it's a new, ugly chapter, so we'll talk about that. Uh, and are the Chinese doing it on purpose to try to kill us? Certainly might be. I don't know they can get enough of us to do any good, but I don't imagine they're going to a lot of trouble to stop it. On a different topic, let us introduce you to Twitter user QAWS9876, otherwise known as Pierre Delecto. Which, let's face it, is a really great fake Twitter name. It's up there with Ron Mexico for all-time famous aliases. You know, I'm glad you brought Ron Mexico up, because in the Washington Post's coverage of the Pierre Delecto tr- uh, Twitter account, and in case you're just tuning in, Pierre Delecto is the nom de Twitter of uh, Mitt Romney. Uh, they mention Ron Mexico, also uh, the despicable uh, Anthony Weiner, a.k.a. Carlos Danger. That's right. (laughs) Which might be the best slash worst one ever. Um, And let's see, I think they had one more. But he was trying to sex up uh, high school and college girls. Well, college girls. He accidentally got a high school girl. But um, uh, what's Mitt Romney doing? I mean, there's hardly a straighter arrow in America than Mitt Romney. Why has he got a burner Twitter account? What's oh, he doing? Oh, they mentioned uh, Donald Trump using John Barron when pretending to be his mm-hmm. own spokesman in the 80s. Uh, so that's the, uh, well, yes. <laughs> that's kind of the punchline, Jack. So it turns out Mitt Romney has a fake Twitter account where he calls himself Pierre Delecto. And you look at his tweets, and they are boring and mundane. They're very Mitt Romney-esque. I'm sorry. It's that's just, just fine. It's just not much there. He follows political reporters, politicians, political operatives, pundits, himself as Mitt Romney. Uh, Also, uh, Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Tom Brady, and Brett Farvery. He seems to have used it to be much more of an anonymous lurker than somebody who's actively tweeting out things that he wish he could say. Yeah, he might have been trying to read the room on whether or not he could jump into this presidential race. Uh, yeah, was, he has eight followers, by the way, a real influencer. The account was <laughs> another created, kick in the gut. I believe sh- <laughs> during or sh- shortly before his uh, his presidential run, I think. Um, I may have my dates confused on that, though. I yeah. think it was 26. I don't know. I'm going to stop talking. Yes, thank you. So is the uh, the bulk of the story just the hilarity of the name? Is that the... it, it mostly and, and breaking it down? I mean, he, he, he tweets thanks to one senator for sticking up for Mitt Romney. Oh, and, uh, wow. just the, and reporters. <laughs> nice followers. article, Jim, on some article that was sympathetic to him. He was unhappy with the withdrawal of the troops from Syria. As we know. And again, in true Mitt Romney fashion, it's not very interesting. So we played That's this. fine. 
We played this late in the show on Friday. It's worth hearing again if you didn't. Hillary Clinton was on a podcast with the guy who was Barack Obama's campaign manager. No, no, no small fish in terms of uh, politics. And uh, and uh, David Plouffe not only had Hillary say this, but he left it on his podcast to uh, he didn't edit it out anyway. Here's Hillary Clinton. I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic <laughs> primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. <laughs> She's a favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her mm-hmm. so far. And that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not because she's also a Russian right. uh, asset. Yeah. yeah, she's a Russian asset. I mean, totally. And so they know they can't win without a third party candidate. And so I don't know who it's going to be, but I will guarantee you they'll have a vigorous third party challenge in the key states that they most need it. Wow, so they being the Russians or or the Republicans in league with the Russians will, I still don't understand. will promote a third party lefty to undermine whoever the brave nominee is for the Democrats. What's with the Russian she's asset? She's convinced of it. I well, mean, what's with the Russian asset talk? Well, her her thought is that uh, whoever it is will be a, a tool of the Russians and and doing their work. She thinks Jill Stein was is clearly is Kurt was. I didn't know she was still alive, much less contemplating a run. Apparently, she is. And the other unnamed party is Tulsi Gabbard. But there, there are people who say, if you crunch the numbers, and I haven't verified this, but if, if Jill Stein, she was the Green Party candidate, mm-hmm. who Hillary never debated. Um, she used to be way left of the Democratic Party. Now, not so much. But if Jill Stein hadn't been on the ballot in Wisconsin, Michigan, yet in one other, one other state, Hillary would have won. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the belief of some people. How would it have affected my aunt if she had testicles? And <laughs> if, if, if I'm hearing, she'd have to get new pants, right? Um, Hillary believes Jill Stein was working for the Russians. When she says Russian asset, does she just mean that helped the Russians, or does she mean they're working with the Russians? It's kept vague, which really pissed off. United States uh, Armed Services member in good standing, Tulsi Gabbard. What ought to piss off Jill Stein, too? I've oh, yeah. never talked to the Russians in my life. If anybody knew where Jill Stein was, I'm sure she'd tell you how pissed off she is. Well, she did come out on Friday and say, maybe now Hillary will debate me. That was her big line from somebody <sighs> who got 1% in the polls. But... I will pay you $100 if you prevent me from saying that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. And is it The Atlantic said, uh, and The Atlantic is a left-leaning publication, um, what was Hillary Clinton thinking in doing this? What What is she up to? Nobody, nobody, nobody quite understands what she's talking about. Has she completely lost her marbles? Well, and Tulsi Gabbard is a bit of a wackadoo, honestly. She's a really strange combination of smart, straightforward, but then she says really crazy stuff. Well, and more than that, inco- but, inconsequential. She, she's she's right. she's got uh, between zero and one percent, and not going to be anything. So. What are we talking about here? But if the sly fox Vlad Putin were to utilize her as a Russian asset, whatever that means, I find myself thinking, so she's going to put her 1% up against uh, Liz Warren or and, and undermine the whole Democrat thing? Just, well, as I mentioned with Jill Stein. as it, unlikely as it is out of left field. It only takes a couple of percent in a couple of states that, to make a difference, possibly. It could, yeah. Uh, uh, it did last time around, and she believes, I guess, Jill Stein was a Russian asset. I don't know. That, I think Hillary's starting to see Russians behind bushes to help, <laughs> to help her psyche. <laughs> 
the Bush presidency as well? <laughs> Behind no, no shrubbery. Oh, oh, shrubbery. Right. Um, Hillary's Not walks around Texas oil family. I think you walk down the street with Hillary Clinton. Said, oh, you see that over there? More Russians. You see that Russian right there? Stuck their head up under Bush? There's a Russian over there. I think I think that's what she's doing to soothe her psyche or something. Well, she's gotten through uh, Russian collusion and misogyny. Weird. And whatever else is an excuse for her loss. You're a terrible candidate. And you lost from the guy on The Apprentice. Just deal with it. Did you see what I tweeted uh, over the weekend? The haunted house idea? No. No, I did not. Came across this on some site. Haunted house idea. A room full of women saying, I'm fine. Oh, boy. It's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) I have no comment. I don't get that joke at all. (laughs) Quite amazing. My wife actually sent that to me. It's got the backing of at least one woman, so it's okay. That (laughs) is hilarious. (laughs) That's what I thought. Oh, and making dishwashers great again. Have to retouch on that story. In addition to the whole fentanyl problem in America, making dishwashers great again. Did you hear us talking yes. about that a couple of weeks ago? It's going to happen. 